City podcast and hey you guys hey hello how was your week I don't remember still <laughs> midweek <laughs> I think I think it was okay I have a feeling that your week was pretty bad just what? <laughs> <laughs> that's so mean it was bad <laughs> just looking at your Facebook I just have an idea <laughs> your week sucked <laughs> let me tell you I'm Tyler what about you how was your week it was good do anything super fun like go on any dates or anything <laughs> oh my god <laughs> No. Not this week. <laughs> Your sister had a birthday party. Oh, oh that's yeah. what happened this week. Oh, and the U.S. Open started this oh, week. No, oh, it's been okay. a great we week. We opened a can of worms. It's been a great week. All right. Well, I feel like this is our what will be our fifth podcast that we've published, technically published. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've been doing this longer than just five episodes. Mm-hmm. And already I can tell you that to date we have had 514 views. Dang. So I feel like that's pretty good for our first little giddy up mm-hmm. pony ride horse race. <laughs> Am um, I close? I don't know anymore. Rodeo. There he is. Yeah. Something to do with yeah. horses. Mm, yeah. Anyway, um, so we had uh, on this show we had Addie, which that episode was really funny. You could go back and listen to it at on our Facebook page at The Strange in the City. Um, but she actually just went to Boston, and I'm so jealous that she went to Boston because that's my soul city. You know, where'd she go? Boston. Boston. Yeah. I oh God, you just wanted to do the accent. <laughs> that's what I was going for. Yeah. Um, but she went to Boston, <laughs> and um, that's my soul city. I feel like if I went there, I would feel at home, and I actually want to go visit there and see how much I love it and move there. And Caitlin every time tells me that I am lying and that she wouldn't let me go that far away. Mm-mm. But she brought back some um, local chocolate from Boston and <laughs> it's what has been brought over many a state line for us today. So we have some chocolate snack itch. That says mm, chocolate nice. Mexicano. How is that? Fr- I think it's the style of Boston. chocolate. Mm. It's like... M- um, not to be racist, <laughs> Tyler <laughs> calls the race card all the time. <laughs> but I think it's, um, uh, yeah, it's good. It's uh, chocolate Mexicano. And this is like a like a pure like chocolate bean. Is that what that is? Yes. And that's a chili one. Mm. And then a cinnamon one that is holding your place in our book for today's book segment. Oh so yes, that's where that one um, So this is here. So at any point, Tyler, if you want to try the chocolate chili, you just let me know. I'll open it up for you. I'll try it. Really? Right here. Right here. Live for everyone. Everyone to listen. Do you to. like spicy things? No. Nope. Oh. Okay. I'll try anything once though. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's try yeah. a bigger. No. There you go. Try that. It's sparkly. Is it? That's the spice. Hmm. <laughs> 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 How is it? It's grainy. Grainy? It's grainy. Grainy? Almost as if. <laughs> I did it again. I told you guys that I do that all the time. It's a habit that I'm trying to break. Anyone that knows me that's listening oh, to this podcast. It is sparkly. I repeat everything people say in a funny little high-pitched voice. And I never used to notice it until I started editing these podcasts. It I is got really grainy. Try it. Try it. Like sand it. in a good way. You guys just interrupt. But it's grainy. It needed to happen. Yeah. That's weird. I in wonder if it stayed way. in my purse too long. No, I don't <laughs> think so. I think, I think they ground the pepper up into a powder and mix it. Mm, let's open this one. Um... But yeah, thank you, Addie, our friend Addie, for bringing us chocolate from thank all the way from Addie. Boston, imported. Not really, but yeah. Gracias para la chocolate. Wait, what? Really? Hmm? Say that again? What? <laughs> he can't say it again. He doesn't know what he said. It's spicy. Hot. <laughs> it's hot. It's not that hot. No, it's not that hot. So today we're going to be talking about those introverted folks like Tyler and my friend Caitlin here who is 
an half, ambivert. Half introvert, half. So mm-hmm. let's just jump right in really quick to the book, mm-hmm. which is Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. And I would be a great representation of the people in the world that can't stop talking. <laughs> um, but Caitlin, we have been reading this book together and just kind of texting mm-hmm. back and forth about it. Can you explain what an ambivert is? So an ambivert on on personality test scores pretty equally for extrovert and introvert. And I didn't know until I read this book that there was actually a phrase for it. I just always said, oh, I'm kind of both. So by meaning both and by meaning like introvert versus extrovert and introvert, when you're an introvert, you recharge or get your energy by being alone. Mm-hmm. But the mix is also where you can get energy from being around people and being alone. Right. Like extroverts, me, I don't have to always be talking with people, but having other people in the room like refuels me. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be talking the whole time, but um, just having the energy of people. But introverts are like, leave me alone. <laughs> I don't want any people. <laughs> no interaction, at, right? At certain times. I mean, introverts... Um, I mean, that's one of the interesting things about the book is that it kind of breaks down the stereotypes for introverts. But um, an introvert can still like people. It's just that being with people is emotionally and physically draining. So they still like people and they still want to be around people, but then they have to go and recharge somewhere else. So Tyler, you're an introvert. So how do you best get your energy? Does that make sense? Is that a good Yeah. 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 Um... Definitely by being alone, um, but I would say that I I'm not an extreme introvert, and so I like hanging out with one person is not as draining as being in a crowd. Or if I know the people really well, like a few a few people, or like I don't know, even like four or five people, if I know them really well, it's not really draining at all. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely if I like go downtown or. Um, after work, because I'm at, at work, I'm just talking to people all day and in a huge crowd. Um, I definitely like to chill and watch TV or do whatever mm-hmm. by myself or with one other person. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like you best process information? Mm, a lot of times, if if it's something serious, writing it out. Mm. The old typeage on the computer. Right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say typewriter, and I was going to be like, really? Wow. Pop out my typewriter and... Old ch- school. Ch- <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ron Swanson. <laughs> so, Caitlin, what about you? How do you process information the best? Um, For me, it's writing. I much prefer writing communication. Um, I can talk up a storm, though. And th- I think that's the hard thing for me, though, being an ambivert, is that... I find it uh, I find it really difficult to explain myself mm-hmm. because there's like it's very contextual. In certain contexts I'm I sway heavily to the introvert side and in certain contexts I sway heavily to the extrovert side and so it's hard to it's hard to kind of explain but I'm definitely an inward processor mm-hmm. whether I'm talking or writing it's all inward processing first before I express myself. Right. Um there was a quote in this book <coughs> Hold on a second. See, people, this is what he does all the time. So there's this quote in the book, Quiet, and it says, let your face reflect confidence, not worry. It's the look, quote unquote, of you by which you are judged most often. And so I was thinking about that, and in context with the book, it's talking about um, these uh, salesmen and how to be a good salesman, you, back in the day, in the culture, you had to be an extrovert, and Mm -hmm. that's what people thought. And um, I thought about that and thought about the look that you have as how you're judged. And so I was thinking about it and I think I, I don't know if I journaled it or what, but I think that I'm not intimidating, but people have told me that I'm intimidating. Mm -hmm. And um, has anyone ever told you how you look like the first impressions you've given? You give, I don't know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. We're going to cut this out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, People tell me frequently that I look like I'm high. (laughs) Oh, that's a good I don't think that's what you're going for. (laughs) No, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the first impression? Yeah, people um, tell me I look high a lot. Even when I (laughs) I worked at Subway, and this guy (laughs) came through, and it was just me working, and he looked like he was a skater or something. And I I was ringing him up. He's like, dude, are you blazed right now? (laughs) And I was like, uh-huh. no. And he's like, dude, you totally look like it. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yes, first impression, I'm high. Oh. 
Until you get to know you, and then you're like, <laughs> oh, he's not high. Oh, he's <laughs> not high. <laughs> Keelan, tell me your first impression of me. You t- just said earlier that you, you were intimidated, but tell me why. What did I do? Did uh, I order something for you? Did I just interrupt you? No, I think it was m- all of my experiences with you. Um, you had been like on stage or leading mm-hmm. or something like that. And that's very not me. I can't be up in front and leading that kind of stuff. So that was very intimidating. And then I was, we were put together in a room at women's retreat. And so I messaged you and Marta, like I was just going to put myself out there and, and like try and be friendly. And I was like, Hey guys, you want to like ride together and bring some snacks? And you're like, Oh no, thank you. I'm gluten free, and I immediately felt like I committed like this cardinal oh, sin, and I was no. like, "Oh God, I offended her. <laughs> no, she didn't. can't even eat the snacks I'm bringing." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't even know what gluten free it was at the time, but I'm like, "Oh my God!" It's just it was super hard even then to like when I was first diagnosed um, and having to make all those changes. It was really hard to not to like feel bad or like apologetic to like say. I'm sorry, I can't eat your food. Like, how do I come over to your house and, like, eat dinner and you're serving spaghetti? And I'm like, can I have some sauce? Like, <laughs> and salad, thanks. That's just a bowl of sauce would be great. Like, <laughs> like I, I, how do you, so, yeah. That was, like, right when I had gotten, di- had got diagnosed. Had been diagnosed. Had been diagnosed. <laughs> Good Lord. Anyway, back to the book. First impressions. Caitlin? Mm-hmm. What do people say is their first impression of you? They usually think I'm really nice. Like I usually get the, imp- I usually give people the impression that I'm really young and innocent and sweet. Mm, yeah. So I get people like telling me that I'm young and sweet, and, and then they're like, "Oh wait, you're married? How old are you?" And so then they're looking at me like they're concerned for me, like I'm a child bride, <laughs> and that I was uh, suckered into it by my naivete. <laughs> Half true, but <laughs> <laughs> happy early anniversary. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I get people, like, I just, I give off this about, like, 17-year-old, yeah. very innocent 17-year-old vibe a lot. Just wait till you get to know her. <laughs> 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 but um, part of the reason why I wanted to bring up first impressions is that depending on your personality and if you're an introvert or an extrovert, like, you can put off something completely different than mm-hmm. what you actually are feeling or how you want to be like, I don't ever want to be intimidating. And I've always been afraid of being seen as intimidating, but because I do put myself out there and I just don't care. And I just jump on stage and I'll be loud and I'll get a hundred people to turn and look at me. Like I can see how that could be intimidating. Right. Mm. <laughs> like I can get it. Like I don't want to talk to her. <laughs> like I don't know. Tyler, what was your first impression of me? We only had emailing to yeah. start, right? You were in Indonesia. Yeah. I was like, but I was like, dang, hey. she likes to message a lot. <laughs> I was like, He's I can't. Wait till I meet her. I can't keep responding. <laughs> you didn't, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know this girl. Why is she messaging me? At some point, you have to stop talking to the stranger on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you make it sound like I'm a crazy stalker. I'm not. If I make a look on his face, it's like, you yeah. Uh, Tell me how you really feel, Tyler. Cricket. <laughs> Cricket. This is the table of honesty and safety and truth. Share with I the podcast. I really world. don't think he feels safe right now. I don't. Uh, what, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were, I thought this was not very serious. <laughs> the question was, what was your first impression of me? I don't know. I don't. We didn't even see each other, really. Yeah. Well, at Christmas we had met each other because Ryan had introduced Ryan, your brother, had introduced us, mm-hmm. and then you went back, and then I was messaging you like, "Hey, you excited to come home?" Our birthday's in the same month. Like, I was just being my normal self, and he was like... And then, oh, and then asking question, 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 question. I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now that you know me in context... Yeah. It's, like, my favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like, I... So, I feel like I wasn't, like... I feel like I got the right impression of you. (laughs) (laughs) But you make it sound like it was bad, and you hated it, and didn't really want me to be your friend. (laughs) new. (laughs) (laughs) News not bad. You're being so diplomatic right now. I know. Well, thank you. <laughs> but now I don't. Now I, now. Now your friendship's over. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> but I'm diplomatic. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> Cramp. <laughs> Cramp. All right. Maybe a podcast isn't the best place to find out how you really feel. Yeah. 
Okay. We'll talk after. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like I'm in trouble. That That's always See bad. See me after class. So I when know. someone wants to talk later, I like know. not in public, oh, that's bad. Yeah. And never start a conversation with an introvert by saying, so I'm only telling you this because I really care about you and you're my friend. They're like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Wait, that's an introvert thing? I agree, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do that too just because maybe I'm insecure in that sense, but I hate when people are like, hey, can you call me? And when you have a second, I need to talk. And I'm like, Goo, what mm-hmm. did I do? No, I I do that too because I have a really guilty mind. And so I'm like, I'm, Wait, I does run someone catch through me? Like, oh, my list of <laughs> things I've done wrong that day. Like, which one of them do they know about? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Caitlin, tell me about um, one thing from the book that you really enjoyed reading about. There were quite a... Wait, wait, don't say it yet. <laughs> this is Cinnamon. There were there were actually quite a few things I liked. Um, like it was talking about how introverts. There's been scientific studies that have shown that the introverted personality is what's called a high sensitivity personality, mm-hmm. and um, extroverted personalities were low sensitivity, so they could get they could have a lot of stimulation thrown at them, and they didn't get really bothered by it. And that made a lot of sense to me. And then I think just the general tone of the book, which was introverts are not hermits. They're not socially awkward. They're not people who have to like be catered towards, but they're strong individuals who can lead. They're the Bill Gates. They're the, um, who was the head of Apple? Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs. Steve Jobs. Like they're the, the um, Wozniaks. There's the people that have pioneered things and, and really changed industries and they make great leaders and we need them. And mm. I thought that was all like really a, di- a much different viewpoint than people normally have, which is that leaders and changers and shakers need to be charismatic and outgoing and mm-hmm. loud and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, one thing that stuck out to me in the book is <coughs> towards the beginning she talks about Back in the day, like in the 20s, 30s, when mm-hmm. advertising and marketing really started to like take a turn right. and it wasn't just door to door, how advertisements would say, buy this soap so you'll feel confident and be mm-hmm. outgoing and be charismatic and people will want to buy your product or right. people will want to be and have relationships with you. And that was like the thing was drink our champagne so it'll make you drunk and outgoing and everyone will love you. <laughs> like and beautiful and charismatic. Yeah. And in the book, I like how she goes to that seminar. Mm-hmm. And um, it's the, what's his name? Tony. Tony Robbins? I think so. Oprah did a whole thing where she went to his um, like conference and it's literally from dawn until dusk. They are, he is just flying like mm-hmm. 110 like he is just going and like they do all these crazy things and she talks about it in the book and it was just interesting to get an introvert's perspective of how you can't help but still be encouraged by his charisma mm-hmm. um and be excited about it but it was just interesting to see her perspective of like why am i here why are these people so excited like it's right. five in the morning <laughs> like, <laughs> it was it was just interesting mm-hmm. anyway you have some questions from in the book that you yes it says are you an introvert in some situations and an extrovert in others Mm. me just in either one of you i mean i know i am but that's because i'm the ambivert yeah i think in like at work i appear to be not maybe introverted because i'm literally sitting at my desk but i have blasting music like drowning out every side noise that could be happening my music is so loud that people could hear it if they were standing behind me um just to drown out all of the other noises going on because i have to have some type of chaos to thrive (laughs) to actually get work done (laughs) which for some people it's like they need quiet right like a little bit of noise doesn't bother them but i have to have loud constant noise i can't i have to fake being an introvert for part of my day and it's really draining <laughs> what about you, Tyler? Mm, I kind of mentioned earlier, it depends who I'm with. Like a small group of, of people that I know really well. That's a lot more effortless than trying to have a conversation with someone that I'm not as close with or or like trying to navigate a crowd and take everything in and being like overstimulated. Mm-hmm. So I think I could get energy from those smaller environments where I know someone really well. Mm-hmm. So I could be extroverted. Sure. I'm an extrovert. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> nice try. Um, so what about the important people in your lives? Like partners, friends, things like that. What are they? Yeah. I have a lot of extroverted friends. What about your family? 
Because mm-hmm. they that's one of the things they talk about is that it's uh, a lot of it's genetic. My dad is in is introverted. Um, and I think the rest of my family are extroverts. My mm-hmm. dad and I are very similar in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So your siblings are all extroverts? I think so. What about mm-hmm. you? All of my friends are introverts and all of my family are introverts. <laughs> <laughs> all of my people are introverts. Mm. So then when I'm sitting at home and I'm like, <laughs> there's nothing to do. I need <laughs> someone. It's like, <laughs> none of them want to hang out because they all want to <laughs> go be home alone. <laughs> it's very draining. <laughs> Um, I, pretty much everyone in my family is an introvert. My husband's an introvert. Um, my sisters are introverts. I would say my mom is an introvert, but I think my dad was more extroverted. Um, yeah, your dad definitely did like stuff like he was involved Mm -hmm. in outside things. Yeah. He definitely loved his social interaction. So yeah, I think he was probably more extroverted. Yeah. I was talking with a friend who, um, I've known since college and I was talking to him about the, he's an introvert and Mm -hmm. in college we were really close friends. I mean, we're close friends now, but, um, I was telling him like, it's really interesting to look back over like my closest relationships in college and then moving on into young adulthood and then being a full blown adult at 30, a big kid, (laughs) a big kid. Mm -hmm. Is that the pattern is that all of my relationships and all my friendships are in, they're introverted people. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So next question. Do you agree with the author that introverts can be good leaders? What role do you think charisma plays in leadership? And can introverts be charismatic? For sure. I think that like some of the world's best leaders are introverts, but even like leaders that are around me now, like our pastor, Jared Roth at mm-hmm. our church, he's an amazing leader and he's been an amazing leader and he's charismatic and he's very charismatic, heck. but he needs a space and he needs his time mm-hmm. and he's an introvert and it's great. But I think that your personality to put up someone in a box to say your leadership style is only as great as your personality is mm-hmm. really, that's unfair. And, and I think that she talks about that a lot is how sometimes these strong overconfident, charismatic personalities can just lead people into something terrible, you know, um, just based on the fact that they're really charismatic and people will follow them, but they don't necessarily know what they're doing. Right. And there, there's like an element to people that are, um, charismatic and extroverted that there's this like fearlessness and Mm -hmm. they're just, they're adventure seekers and they want to be the life of the party and they want to have more people come along. Like I took the disc personality test and I am, I don't, I think it's high I, like I am extremely high I where I'm like, how many people can we get along? Mm -hmm. Like how many people can we get on our boat to go on our adventure? Like, I don't care how it gets done. Like how many people can we get on? I never think about that. And then like thinking about that as like planning a trip where I'm like, well, why can't we just ask the people we've been talking to for an hour on our plane ride if they want to go to dinner after we get off the plane? Like, why not? Why, Mm -hmm. what's the, the problem? That's just my personality. Right. I want to see how many people we can get on our adventure and, but that it may work out. It may not work out. They may be jerks. They may steal our money. I don't know, but <laughs> it's just the, the seek of the adventure. <laughs> we might get killed, but you know, Whatever. it'd be fun. <laughs> fun way to go. We'll have a story to tell, <laughs> but we'll be dead. Right. <laughs> Someone else will tell our story. Hopefully not Tyler because a he's lifetime <laughs> movie will be made. <laughs> But it'll be tragic because it's lifetime. So it'll be about how oh you made all God. these mistakes and got killed, and it's so tragic. <laughs> and then one of you will secretly have been pregnant. <laughs> oh, not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lifetime movie. There oh, has okay. to be a pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be you. You're married. That doesn't mean I'm pregnant. Well, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. In lifetime well, nobody movies. told me. <laughs> lifetime. Come on. No, 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 no. In Lifetime movies, it's always the unmarried person because it has to be dramatic. Not oh. it. Dun, dun, dun. Tyler can be the one that. Are is you pregnant, pregnant? Tyler? Uh, could be a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> it was a miracle was. before he died. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the first <laughs> pregnant man ever died tragically <laughs> on a cruise in Mexico. <laughs> was killed by his lover while scuba diving. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great plot. <laughs> we should sell it to Lifetime. It sounds like amazing. Plot. Sounds like we're mixing some things, but yeah. So Tyler, <laughs> what do you think about leaders and their personalities? Um, I'm trying to think. I'm this is I'm just gonna put this out there. Are do extroverted people tend to be more oblivious to to others, um, and like others' needs, I guess I'm trying to say. If I'm trying to think of someone who's just gonna like bulldoze and do whatever they want, it's hard for me to think of an introvert doing that rather than an extrovert. But well, I don't know if that's like I don't know if I haven't thought that through enough. N- well, yeah. they did do studies, um, in the book and that does tend to be the trend is that 
extroverts are very impulsive. And so they will just go and do something. And it's not that they're oblivious to others' feelings. It's just that they don't always think through all of the consequences of their actions because they're impulsive and they're adventure seekers and they want to go and get things done quickly and, and, you know, have exciting ventures in time. And Mm -hmm. whereas an introvert, introverts are typically very good at delaying gratification and thinking things through. They're very low risk. They don't tend to gamble. And because of all those qualities, they're more likely to be sensitive to people's emotions and when they mm-hmm. did tests on children they saw that extroverted children were more likely to just do what they wanted yeah and introverted children were more likely to feel guilt and pain and stuff like that for others and i think there's other personality traits that you have to consider when thinking about that because like yeah i'm an extrovert but when you look at like do another test like strength finders i mm-hmm. am so high empathy that i am yeah, I want to go on the adventure, mm-hmm. but I am watching you and I want to be aware of how you're feeling. And, um, but it also is like, I've taken the time to really go through a season of life where I was like, I'm going to learn as much about myself and my personality mm-hmm. and how I'm made and how I'm wired so that I can be the best version of myself. And I think a lot of people haven't done that. They haven't taken that step to say, I want to know how I'm wired. I want to know who I am. I want to know if I'm an introvert or an extrovert, or I want to know what my strengths are. I want to know these things. And when you take the time to become aware of the person you are, that's when you can be more aware of seeing strengths or differences in other people to be more, Mm -hmm. um, sympathetic, not sympathetic, but just more, just more aware, aware of them. And like, if they're more sensitive, I guess, to them. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can't, I mean, everything in the book is kind of, I don't want to say it's all generalizations, but obviously studies are generalizations. Mm-hmm. They take the majority and they say this is what the majority does. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be those offshoots, those people that don't fit the box perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a majority, extroverts tend to just blaze ahead while introverts will consider all the right. all of the, you know, little pieces. Right. And I think like I definitely do that naturally. Like I will do something, I'm like, oh, I should have thought that through. Eh, it's okay. Like <laughs> it's not the end of the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> like choose your battles. But um I I don't know. I, I just think that there's so many other components to consider, but also like for extroverts, I do I mean, as being one that yeah. But I, I don't think that I think that there's a certain personality type that bulldozes. I think that's kind of like Yeah. That's not harsh, but it's just like a certain personality mm-hmm. type. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So this question, I guess, is mainly to Tyler, um, but they talk about restorative niches, the places introverts go or the things they do to recharge their batteries. And what are your favorite restorative niches? Actually, I was just thinking about this earlier because because um, it's so busy at work. I see so many people. I'm constantly surrounded by people. And so then I, I went on my break and like left the store or I went on my lunch. And so I like went to the store and bought um, like bought food and I was um, coming bought back. Food? I bought food. Oh, yes. I bought food. Um, <laughs> and so I'm I'm like I pull up to the parking lot. I'm sitting in my car and and I was just and then I start walking and my mind was just like nowhere. And then I was like, is this me recharging? <laughs> like, or am I using being an introvert as like being brain dead? <laughs> just like, Well, part of that too, is you're a guy and guys right. literally they're like, they sh- have studies that show mm-hmm. guys literally think of nothing. Like yeah. that's their like go-to box when they don't like your body and your brain mm-hmm. can't handle thinking about anything else. It's like, I'm going to be my nothing box. And you literally are thinking of nothing. Yeah, I go there a lot. It's such no, like, a, like a yeah. shock to me. Like I they never really thought that that was true. They, they did. Um, they actually did brain brainwave studies and they found that guys as much as possible, think about nothing. They go to that nothing box and they literally can think about nothing. And that's so incomprehensible to a woman. I, yeah. I literally can't comprehend thinking about nothing. When I, when I, when I'm brain dead and thinking about nothing in quotes, I'm thinking about less than normal. I'm not actually thinking about nothing. There's still right. stuff going on in there. It's just less than normal. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I'm there a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in that place a lot. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, I was just interesting to me cause I didn't know. I was like, do I do this more because I'm an introvert or or what? But You're um, a dude. I'm a dude. What was the question? Oh yeah. Your res- favorite restorative niches? Mm, I don't know. I think like when I normally would get home, I just 
open up my computer and check on my emails and social media and um and then like maybe watch TV although I don't watch TV a lot although I do watch TV shows so maybe uh what, yep, what? My I'm confused now. <laughs> I don't turn on the TV. Oh, you watch Hulu, but I watch or Hulu or Netflix. Mm. Okay, gotcha. Yep, mm-hmm. that's my answer. Okay, sticking to it. I think I definitely have my little things I do. I absolutely adore being home alone, and me too. My favorite thing in the world to do is to turn on Netflix and then do a butt ton of chores. Hmm. I don't know why I love it. I love it. A perfect date for me would be at home alone all day, working out, doing laundry, doing the dishes, watching Netflix, not leaving the house at all. And at the end of the day, I've watched way too much Netflix and my house is totally clean. Like that is my perfect day. That's awesome because you have something to show for it. Yeah. I clean the house. Yeah. And then David comes home and I'm like, I did this and this and this and this and this. Yeah, I don't do. Yeah, my life sounds really boring. Does that sound, does that sound not fun to you, Josephine? Because that sounds pretty good to me. (laughs) I think that's probably your worst nightmare. Well, it would be to, well, if I, if you held a gun to my head and said, (laughs) you have to stay home today, I would put on TV. Like I, I actually do like just sitting and watching like TV shows or like, I mean, yeah, Mm -hmm. like something to distract me from actually realizing that I'm alone. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. The TV's, the TV's just on so that you don't feel as alone as you really are. But doing chores, I would hate doing chores by myself. I can't do chores when people are around. It drives me crazy. Could you do, so you say that you could do that, and this goes for both of you. Could you do that like two days in a row? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be, at the end of a day off, because I don't have days off in a row, if I know I have to go back to like work the next day and I don't get to like do more of what I just did, I'm bummed. Mm. Mm. I actually want to change my answer. This is what would actually happen if I had a day like you're saying, like a whole day, nothing planned. I would sleep until about 10, and then I would literally, because I have to wake up early, and I hate, my, I hate waking up early, um, and I would look, lay in bed and look at my phone for probably an hour, and like like drag myself, to, like physically, like drag, like it would take so much energy, like I'm like slowing down, like getting out of bed and being alone, like mm-hmm. it just, I, so then I would probably maybe start a load of laundry, or turn on a TV show, but then get ready or eat something. And then I would leave. Like, I would leave all the chores. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> actually stay home and do the chores. I would go and go to the movie theater <laughs> or I would go, go to Starbucks. I wouldn't even make coffee at home. Like, I would... Just to get out. Just to get out. And, like, like have, like, there's something out there. Yeah. Like, it's not just me. I, I could not be in the house all day. When there was that big snowstorm and Judy and I were in the house all day, I was going crazy. Like... You were texting me. I was going insane. Like every minute. I was like, please, please come over. Can you come over now? What about now? That now? hilarious. Meanwhile, I, w- I was like having the time I of my life. I hated it. I was, I like, was like, oh my God, somebody's at home. I was like, Judy, let's let's walk down to Starbucks. We'd walk down there and then walk back. I was like, Judy, let's, we'd be home for like 15 minutes. <laughs> like, hey, Judy, let's get in the car and <laughs> drive over to the red box. <laughs> So then, but if I'm do if I'm doing something like if I'm watching a movie, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But it's just like mm, that realization of like, ugh. But yeah, that was pretty much the case. Mm-hmm. Like, hey Judy, okay, now let's go return those red boxes and get mm-hmm. more red boxes. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was our life for a weekend. It was awful. <laughs> but but magically somehow, if I'm watching a movie or watching like catching up on a TV show, I can binge watch TV shows like nobody's business. Oh yeah. But I don't want to be interrupted. Like, if I'm watching a TV show and, like, you call, I might ignore your call just to... Because I don't like that feeling of, like, mm-hmm. something being unfinished. <laughs> yeah, no, I can understand that. Okay, I don't know. I'm, it's weird. I'm a weirdo. I Was can that you apologizing? No. Mm. No. You or did not get apologize to you. I will say this because I love Judy and she knows this, but if I'm watching a show and she'll come in and she'll start talking to me and I have my earphones in, <laughs> <laughs> I have to pause it and I'm, like, so frustrated mm-hmm. she knows this, but <laughs> it's funny. I don't like to be interrupted. Mm. Anyway, that's like way off topic, but but fun nonetheless. <laughs> yes. So, what about um, any other questions from that book? It's a really good book. Yeah. Um, There's even a test in there to see how much of an introvert mm-hmm. you actually are. Well, <laughs> okay. So, what about this one, Josephine? If you're an extrovert, what do you find most challenging about working with introverts? Now, you, I'm sure you have introverts at work, but you also do volunteer stuff, and you do a lot of volunteer stuff with Tyler, mm-hmm. Mr. Introvert himself. Mm-hmm. In the flesh. 
Yeah. Ugh. Can we cut that? <laughs> <laughs> no, now that you asked that. No. no, no, now we need to leave it because you're a little Ugh. awkward. Ugh. It's Yuck. the best. So say the question again. I, w- I was listening. What <laughs> do you find challenging about working with introverts? It's just that I thrive when I'm talking out loud. Like mm-hmm. when I can just dump information out, it is just th- the most refreshing thing to me to just talk empty words, re- mm-hmm. really. And so f- I think one of the most frustrating things is like I have some coworkers that are introverts. like, And so for me, it's like I want to get up and be like, oh, my gosh, I have this patient and X, Y, and Z happened. And it's just so sad and blah, and then go back to my desk. And they're like, eh, stop talking. <laughs> so I've actually learned how to work in such an introverted environment. A lot of my coworkers are introverts, um, which is me just having like putting my mm-hmm. music in or um, like they my coworkers are so gracious. They will actually let me just like spew words at them. But, you know, they get to the point where they're like, <laughs> okay, like, sure. <laughs> right. But like as far as like volunteer stuff goes, I think I've learned a lot about how to work with them that there isn't a lot that's really frustrating. Um, I think the most frustrating thing is when an introvert doesn't fully understand me, um, then that can be draining or frustrating to me but I know for you um you've mentioned that it can be frustrating because um I know I tend to have the introvert um trait of not liking to answer the phone and it's not like every Mm. time I ignore your call sometimes I legitimately can't answer the phone because of my job but um she ignores me a lot (laughs) (laughs) but I know that that sometimes frustrates you is those kind of little weird traits where it's like well I don't know if it's as much of that as it is that my personality is like the world literally revolves around me (laughs) and like if if I have stopped everything I'm doing and I do this a lot like I will stop doing things for people like stop doing things to help someone Mm -hmm. so like if I stop working in the middle of my day to send a quick little I am to Tyler and he doesn't respond right away I'm like what uh, what's going on (laughs) is he mad at me are we fighting yep yep no yeah like no my phone is in my locker and I'm at work right and I just I look I shouldn't say this but I luckily met a job where I can like if I need to send you Mm -hmm. a quick text I can just I have the freedom Mm -hmm. and the flexibility to just be like hey blah 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 like right um but for me I I and I am one of those people like, and I think it's more of me being an extrovert maybe, but I set an expectation for myself that for my friends, I would do anything for them. Like if you called me in the middle of the night and said, um, my car broke down, I'm in the Dalles. Can you come get me? I would say, yes, I would mm-hmm. come get you. Like I am that, I know, I know you have this horrified look on your face, but I would do that. Like for and anyone. Tyler would be like, I'm sleeping. <laughs> I'm not you in the morning. <laughs> but like there are people and I, because I do that for people, that's the, one of the biggest lessons is that just because I'm willing to do that doesn't mean that everybody's willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think that's hard and that's frustrating for me because I'm like, we were friends. Like, friends do that for each other. Mm-hmm. Friends would, hey, I ran out of gas and I don't have any money. Can I borrow 20 bucks? Sure. Like, no questions asked. Like, I don't care. Like, it's whatever, you know? Like, I would give you the clothes off my back if you needed it. So to I... Any, to really anyone, even if even if it was somebody that I had met on Wednesday night at youth group mm-hmm. and they sent, we became Facebook friends and we only had a day conversation, I would say, I would, I, you need 20 bucks? Sure. Like, I would do that for people. So I saw this hoodie online today that's $63.99 and I kind of need... $63.99. It's kind of essential to my life. Listen, I was the one that <laughs> sent that original. <laughs> I said, I want this hoodie so bad. It's so cute. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cute. So you can't do that. You should and the funny like thing <laughs> is that you're like, oh, it's really expensive. So now I'm asking yeah. you for the money. I would but think do about it, for it you, though. You could each pitch in half and then it wouldn't be as expensive for you guys. But then uh. I couldn't get one. <laughs> also, Josephine, I bet your like Facebook inbox is just filling up with all these kids from youth group. Like, can I have twenty dollars? <laughs> I really need twenty dollars. <laughs> is it? Is that what you're saying? I need school supplies. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, not. I need a new iPod. I need the <laughs> iPhone six. <laughs> and I mean, like, clearly there are boundaries, and I've learned to have boundaries. But it 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 does come down to that, though. Like, if someone right. really really needed my help, I would I would do it. And I know that there are people that are out there and like care that much but i mean it's as simple as being like hey i'm moving um and i need help mm-hmm. and people just can't do it or they like they're capa- like we talk about capacity their capacity isn't high enough they're like oh well you're moving on friday and on wednesday i have a family dinner mm-hmm. you're like <laughs> 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 okay <laughs> but it is and 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but it is one of those things where it's like, like I'm an inconvenience. Like I think extroverts feel that way a lot of mm-hmm. time, like with introverts, that could be one of the frustrating things is that extroverts, because they're not afraid to ask and introverts are like, well, mm. yeah, like that reaction alone makes you feel like, uh, I just inconvenienced them or, oh my gosh, like I offended them, I offended or, them yeah. or they don't really like me. Or we're not really friends. Like they don't, maybe they don't really want to be my friend and they're just trying to be nice. Like, cause extroverts do that. <laughs> they're just nice to everybody. <laughs> even if they don't really like you, <laughs> I better not say that. On this. <laughs> but you think that introverts act that way. Or even just like, I could imagine it would be like maybe frustrating or confusing when you ask a question or say something and like, introverts need to process it mm-hmm. internally so then they're like uh they don't say anything and you're like why aren't yeah. you saying anything i know that's happened with me because i'm an inward processor you're like um what 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 are you thinking like right and like i think that introverts too also because they have to like pause and think with like think about things mm-hmm. they're not aware of what their body's doing right but that's not my angry face that's my thinking face right <laughs> It's yeah. my resting bitch face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm always having to yell at my sister, like, Lauren, your face. Because <laughs> no, she just no, has... No, no, no so one funny. is aware. She just has this uh, horrible face on all the time. And she doesn't, mm-hmm. she doesn't, you know, she doesn't, doesn't mean anything. But right. it's like, people always think she's pissed off or judging them right. or something. So and sometimes funny. she is, but, you know, not all the time. Well, and I think that introverts, too, because they're not really that open to share with you how they actually feel and an extrovert is like oh my gosh I just think mm-hmm. you're great and I love hanging out with you and you can really tell how they feel about you and your friendship that um, for introverts it's like you don't know how they if they actually like you so mm-hmm. you just assume because they're not saying hi to you or they're not sending you a text message that they really they, they just legitimately don't like you right an extrovert thinks that if they're not like actively seeking a friendship because that's how people act, right? Like, that's what happens in my mind. <clears throat> but anyway, the book is really cool. We learned about introverts. We learned about Tyler and Caitlin, half of Caitlin. Half of me. And um, so it's quiet. And we, ha- um, we have the picture on the website. And um, Tyler even put a TED Talk YouTube clip on. I did. You did. It was a while ago. It was when we first got um, excited about it. Oh, so Tyler, what's the next book? For next month's book segment podcast. <laughs> Water for elephants. No. Oh, that that was so Heaven depressing. is real. No. The shack. <laughs> I don't know. Where, what is it? Well, I was thinking we should either do bossy pants. Uh, Tina Fey's bossy pants. Yes. Or, um, because that just sums me up. Mm-hmm. Or we should do um, Me Talk Pretty One Day by David Sedaris. Oh, yes. Either one. Should we have a vote or should we put it up for our, like... Put it up for the listeners. Listeners. Okay, listeners, this is the two options. Tyler, why don't you announce to us what the two options are for our listeners to vote on? Well, let me tell you, little listeners. One, Me Talk Pretty One Day by David Sedaris, which is sure to be funny and giggly. The next option is The Autobiography by Tina Fey, Bossy Pants, which is... A laugh-out-loud book of laughs and good things. Speaking of autobiography, I read Mindy Kaling's autobiography, and I loved it. I just thought it was... It's like it's like this funny, feminist, raw-raw, great book. And Tyler was like, yeah. I just kept texting him all the good things. He's <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds great. And then when I gave it to him, he's like, this is girly. <laughs> it's, there's something about it that is just for women. And I like, I read Bossy Pants, thought it was hilarious. Like, that doesn't doesn't really bother me that it's like intended for women, but there was just something about Mindy's book that is just so No, I agree. Girly. And I was it like, I can't, I got I five pages it, in. I loved it, but yeah. No. Yeah. It's so good, though. I love Mindy. I want to be Mindy. Oh, she's awesome. Oh, she's amazing. I like her. Okay, so <clears throat> here, people, is our clothes. All right, so when I went to Maui and I was on vacation, had a great vacation with my sister, um, we went to Maui, we had fun, and we were at this restaurant, and um, I had these amazing scallops, you guys, they were so good, and I took a picture of it, and this, of course, was one Mai Tai in, okay, and I don't, I'm not, like, I don't drink, like, crazy amounts. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But I had a <laughs> I love how convincing <laughs> that was, Tyler. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 So... 
I I took a picture of the scallops and I put a um like a, a, a comment. I said what I intended to write was these are the most amazing scallops. Um, and then I uh, hashtag hashtag like food and Maui mm-hmm. is like amazing blah whatever hashtags I use it. And then I tagged one of our like my friend one of our friends in it and um who he loves food too. And then my sister was looking on it and I sh- like shared it from like Instagram to Facebook. Did you guys mm-hmm. see that? I that one don't I remember it. So. Okay. Whew. Okay. <laughs> because I'm about to share what I actually wrote. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um so then my sister was on Instagram and she's like Josephine, you ca- you just your tagline just said these are the most delicious scalps. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god! It's like Sick. I freaked out, and she's like, and I was like, well, and I had a mai tai in me, and the bartender made it really strong. But I was like, I how do, how do I spell that? I don't even know how to spell that right now. And so she had to take it and like edit it and like delete it off Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> like it was so funny. So this segment, this little section that we're going to end on is things that, things that you put out on social media that you mess up. <laughs> so like, that's my Like story. mine today. Like yours today. Do you want to share? That was really funny. Yeah. Well, I um, my anniversary is tomorrow, and it's the four-year anniversary. And I went back on Facebook and found something that I wrote this day four years ago. And I screenshot it, and I shared it on Facebook. And I said, this day last year. I don't know why, but last year. <laughs> but then Josephine, like texted me was like um you got married last year why wasn't i at your wedding i'm like (laughs) i was like what are you talking about crazy and then i finally realized and so then i come and tyler's like oh i didn't know you've only been married a year (laughs) dang it (laughs) i thought you'd been married a really long time (laughs) tyler do you have a funny story or should i start reading some of these maybe it'll jog you okay jog you that's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. So these are uh, funny things that people have written. So this is a high school student, and he wrote on um, Twitter, it looks like. Mm-hmm. When I learned about the Hall of Cost <laughs> in history class, I was so sad. Uh. Hall of Cost. Hall of Cost sounds like my budget. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's one that looks like it's on Facebook and this girl wrote, OMG, I just read that China is 12 hours ahead of America. Why didn't they warn them about 9-11? That's such a (laughs) beepity beep move. (laughs) China, like 3 billion people died. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I knew you'd like this. And this is on, uh, this is what someone wrote as their status. Um, why do the women never have to take a DNA test to see if it's theirs? Seriously. (laughs) Equality, people. (laughs) Okay. This one um, is really funny. Rosetta, sorry, it's so funny. Rosetta Stone did not sit on that bus for you guys (laughs) to be asking for equal rights. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That is correct. (laughs) Yeah, they did not sit on that bus. Rosetta Stone was nowhere to be found on that bus. <laughs> I know. Um, this one is um, <clears throat> its a tweet with a picture. And this girl writes, I really hope this is the UK flag or otherwise it's the worst $25. And it's a picture of her in the bathroom. And um, the in the picture, the phone case is actually a Confederate flag. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <clears throat> Uh, this one is really fun. It's a status. It says, so I heard it was fine to put your phone in the microwave to charge it, and my charger broke yesterday, so my battery was pretty low. So I thought that I'd give it a go, and this is what happened, and it's a phone, and it's exploded in the microwave. Oh, God. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> no, just wait. There's tons of them. Um, this one says, I believe these are rubber bullets. Can anyone confirm this? <gasps> Hashtag Ferguson and oh, their earplugs. <laughs> I remember that. It was a reporter. Oh David was showing me that. It was a rep- an actual like reporter. Like This is a professional. Like, like an a adult? Crime, like a crime reporter. This is their job to know this kind of stuff. And they tweeted that. And it went, everybody went crazy. Like, oh um, someone uh, took a picture and posted it of their steak and hashtagged flaming young instead of flaming young. <laughs> uh. Tyler, is this making you feel so good right now? So there's two... Eye rolls. <laughs> so funny. So this one says, am I the only person who thinks Dwayne Johnson looks like The Rock? Oh my God. <laughs> they could be twins! <laughs> if they put two pictures of him up. Like, oh it's so God. funny. Um, this one is a Facebook status. 
And uh, he says, I wish I was warm-blooded. <laughs> then I'd be warm all the time. <laughs> who Who is teaching these people? Like, where are all the teachers? They in the were world? not homeschooled, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe they were. Oh, my gosh. Excuse me? You don't know their mom. <laughs> That's true. Um, this, one, this one has some pictures, and it says, the architect behind the flute swimming pool, and it's actually a violin. Oh, God. Swimming pool. <laughs> like, um, I only have sex at night because the sperm is asleep, which means I won't get pregnant, and it makes me a virgin. <laughs> Hashtag smart. <laughs> oh, my God. That's my birth control method. <laughs> this girl tweeted a picture of her in front of the Eiffel Tower, and um, she says, selfie with the Statue of Liberty. Oh. <laughs> Taylor, these are, your, these are like the <laughs> these people. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this person said, um, I got told earlier that putting bleach on your teeth whitens them. So I've just put bleach in my mouth. Um, sad face. <laughs> What's going to happen to me? Because I'm smelling like a swimming pool. <laughs> um, here you go, Taylor. You'll appreciate this one. Because it reminded me of um, when you were in Indonesia. You said, hey, have you played this game? It's that map, like the... Isn't it like... Oh, yeah. What is it oh called? Oh, yes. And I love I, that game. Yeah. It says, how did people know what roads to take before Google Maps was made? Question mark. And someone said, they used maps. And they said, what? No, I said, before Google Maps. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> has, and then this person says, has anyone ever no has anyone else noticed that there's still fire hydrants around? Like, everywhere? <laughs> Uh, yes, I oh have. Oh, my God. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Thought those went out with the 90s. Um, how did Beyonce's album go number one in 100 countries when there's only seven? Asia, Africa, Antarctica, <laughs> Australia, <laughs> North and South America, and Europe. <laughs> 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 and then I'm going to end it with uh, this one. It says, it's a tweet that someone put and they said finally found my social security card and posted a picture of their social security oh my card gosh. <laughs> 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 and then uh, um, someone like people commented you know and their response to them was how can y'all steal my identity when you don't know what I look like <laughs> so anyway we're gonna end this tonight um, we had a lot of fun this Episode was really fun. So, Tyler, you haven't had a chance yet to give us your best robot noise to end us out. Beep, boop. <laughs> no, no, no. You're stealing my robot noise. I am so sorry for stealing your robot noise. <laughs> Good. Does this count? What would your robot look like? A human. I live among you. You. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> All right, that's a great place to end it. <laughs> so creepy. Thanks for listening to the Strange in the City podcast. We really You're welcome. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. 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 bye.